Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions, plotting the world-famous Russian dog wizard, dog father Joey Villani, and animal communicator Joey Turner, all here at your beck and call, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to connect, just to say hi or whatever. We want to hear from you. And uh, tomorrow, Miles celebrating his birthday. He's going to be 11. 11. 11 so. years old. Actually, it's it's Miles and Buster because oh. Buster, um, well, the reason why is we don't know when Buster's birthday is, so we celebrate, celebrate them with at the Miles. same time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Buster feels like he's gypped because he has to celebrate it with Miles. But, uh, they don't like yeah, sharing. No, exactly. As long, listen, as long as they get a piece of cake, and um, I know Vlad is cringing because I said my dog's going to, but you know what? It's his birthday, so they get a piece of buttercream, um, you know, um, Wizard of Oz cake. Today we dedicated the show to these. Uh, dogs who are celebrating their birthday. Uh, let's see. We have uh, today Josh Duhamel, married to Fergie uh, from the Black Eyed Peas, originally now on her own. You know, she does the song Big Girls Don't Cry. She'll be on. Uh, excuse me, not she. Will uh, Josh will be <laughs> you on. Wishful thinking, Hal. Stacy, what are you working on? Oh boy, I don't know if I could do this with one of my animals, but uh, there's an artist that has entered an art show. And they've actually turned their cat into a working radio controlled helicopter uh-huh. as part of a uh, art exhibit. It's a dead cat, by the way, just so you know, <laughs> just to make it more bizarre. I'll tell you about it coming up on wow. Animal Radio News. Did you see this online? It's gone viral. Oh, pictures yeah. of it. it's that's, all over. that's strange. I think it's pretty cool. What is, it, a, what is it, a stuffed cat? It's a stuffed cat. They put four propellers on each paw, <laughs> and it's like a helicopter. A taxidermied I, I, cat. Yeah. It's actually know, a, a real cat that passed away. If, if, if the cat just run in this uh, room right now, and Amika would see that cat, <laughs> I don't know about the helicopter, but that cat is going to run from this room with the speed of a Russian satellite guided missile, like a rocket, <laughs> through the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you know what? You just said something. I would love to take that cat and fly him about four feet off the ground through a dog park and see what happens. <laughs> well, now, there's a, there's a video online. They actually have a YouTube video of the cat in the air. Uh, but they're might, not teasing dogs, though. They're not teasing dogs. Yet. I hope when I die, they stuff me and make me into a helicopter or, better yet, a hot air balloon. Hey, your wish is my command. <laughs> I'll make sure it happens. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, let's Hot air. That should be easy to yeah, do. Yeah, that was the whole thing there. I'm glad you got that. <laughs> I will help you, Judy. And that. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Virginia Jones. Hi, yes. Miss Jones. How are you doing? I'm not doing too well. Oh. I have the mood right now, but other than that. Well, I have the doctor here. What's going on? <laughs> I know. Uh, the doctor Hi. just left. But I have a Persian, a white Persian cat. Okay. And uh, his eyes water all the time. And he's about 10 years old now. And I can't get the stain out of his eye. You know, I don't know what to use. And and have his eyes always been this way where they water a lot? Yeah. They say Persians do, so... Yeah, they certainly do. And some breeds, like the Persians and the Himalayans, they have those nice, squishy faces that we love them for. Um, but it also contributes to some problems with the tear um, drainage. And they're very prone to uh, just a spillover of their tears on their face. Now, there can be other problems, too. So if I have a kitty with this, I do want to make sure I do a good exam on their eyes. And we check for problems where the eyelashes might be poking in towards the eye. Um, some 
kitties will have um, bacterial or uh, viral infections, and that can cause a chronic uh, eye discharge and even red eyes, uh, respiratory signs as well. So that's another thing to kind of look at. Um, for some kitties, um, this type of problem, all we need to do is recognize we are always going to have watery eyes, and we're going to need to clean that daily. Um, so there are wipes that we can use to just kind of clean the skin around the eyes, um, not in the eye itself, and just to keep that discharge down. Because if we don't, then it can build up, and we can get this horrible facial infection that, that Persians are really prone to. I know, I know. I don't know. I'm hoping. Yeah. Well, you know, I, the first thing, like I said, I would I'd get a good look at this and, and make sure a veterinarian examines your kitty because, uh, you know, the, the reality is that with cats that have conjunctivitis, kind of the red eyelids and they have discharge from their eyes, we know that about 80 to 90 percent of those kitties actually have a virus and that is causing those symptoms. So this is something where, you know, I may say just clean the eyes, but, you know, let's make sure your baby doesn't have something like that and get those checked out because some cats with viral infections will put on lysine supplements. We may put them on a topical antiviral drop. Um, so there are some remedies that we can use and we can look at for certain populations of kitties. And I don't know if, if your kitty is that one or not. Um, now, does he does he have any kind of other, like, sneezing problems, any congestion? No, yeah. The only thing is, the other thing is just his fur gets so knotted up because it's overnight, really, you know, sometimes. But mm-hmm. um, it's just that one, well, it's it's draining from both eyes, but mm-hmm. one eye seems to be a little, infl- you know, inflamed inside. Okay. Yeah, then that's definitely something we can work with. And, uh-huh. and uh, you know, whether it's an antiviral drop or even an antibiotic ointment, there's one called uh, teramycin that we use a lot for kitties with conjunctivitis. That can be something to try. And then actually some cats will try to um, flush their nasolacrimal ducts. These are the ducts that drain the tears from the eyes into the sinuses. And um, sometimes those need a little bit of a kind of a, I call it a rotor rootering, but it's really not. It's basically where we go in with a little catheter when we flesh out um, the little mucus and the things that block up this drainage. And that can Would help a lot. Would you use solution? Yeah, generally just a saline solution. Sometimes saline, we'll add sorry, in that's what I other... Saline saline solution, yeah. baby wipe? You know, baby wipes, we're going to have to be careful with anything around the eye. So um, baby wipes are great for babies, <laughs> but they're not necessarily the best thing for dogs and cats. For for myself, for pets that have uh, skin fold problems where they get infections around the eyes, the nose, or even the ears, I like the um, wipes that are treated with um, acetic acid or malacetic acid. Um, they basically help to decrease yeast and bacterial buildup in those areas. And, and that's going to be the better thing to use than baby wipes. But you know what? Hey, a nice warm washcloth will go a long way in just taking the debris and working that away from the eye. It's all about the buildup. So if we stop that from crusting and building up on the skin and the eyelid surfaces, you know, we can help quite a bit. So um, that might even be just a starting point for your baby. And you know what? I love white Persians, but boy, aren't they a lot of work with all that hair. Oh, I got me when they, excuse me, I, I, I had the bodies so I'm kind of, but uh, I got him when he was two months old, and he's about 10 now. I got him for one of those puppy mills or whatever they call it, mm-hmm. and I yeah. took him in and had him, you know, examined. You know, I did everything I was supposed to, but that was about 10 years ago, and now I'm coming down with this thing. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so, uh, well. 
Oh, well, my 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 little uh, pets and scratches go out to your kitty there, Virginia. And uh, thank you for calling. And I, I hope that's of some help. But yeah, let's let's see about maybe getting um, a veterinarian just to make sure if we got some infection we got to deal with in your baby. Thanks for your call. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Me and Mrs. Jones. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. It's always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. You can learn more at redbarninc.com. And thank you, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello! And please spay and neuter your pets. Be a responsible pet owner. As a matter of fact, spay and neuter your friend's pets also. Give it to them as a present. What a good idea. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. In Long Island, a dog named Bentley took his owner's car for a joyride and ended up crashing into a coffee shop. The 50-pound dog's owner, musician Brian Mayer, said he just wanted to keep his best friend warm, so he left his car running while he ran into the Cool Beans Coffee House to sign up for an open mic night. The next thing I knew, Mayer explains, I looked up to see my van coming at me in the window with Bentley in the driver's seat grinning at me. Luckily, there were no injuries, although a window and some patio furniture were damaged. Bentley seemed to enjoy the ride, wagging his tail happily after he got out. The owner of the coffee shop took it all in stride, calling Bentley a really sweet dog. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, it's Alan Cable with another dog tip. My dog's talking to his buddy on Skype. Yeah, that poodle next door really is a snob. Hey, wait a minute. I do not smell like a human. Stop telling your friends I have fleas. I know you are, but what am I? Wouldn't it be great if you could talk to your dogs and they could talk back? A lot of people think their dogs do understand their conversation. Dogs can understand some words. There's no doubt about that. But when you have a conversation with them, they have no idea what you're talking about. We talked about how clicker training speeds up everything. There's more than one way to communicate with your dog. Hand signals with the word. If you have a dog and he knows a command, let's say sit, walk up to him right now. Think up a hand signal that you'd like to use for sit. Maybe it's a closed fist. Maybe it's a chopping motion. Whatever you choose, every time you tell your dog to sit, use that exact hand signal. You'll notice your dog's focused even more than before on what you're doing. Dogs are always watching us, and what they're looking for is signs of leadership. Hand signals are a great way to accomplish that and to communicate with your dog. They'll also speed up the process of you teaching your dog new things. When you tell your dog he's being good, have a hand signal to go along with it. Have a hand signal for the word treat. If you take time out and watch your dog, you're going to notice your dog spends a lot of time watching you much more than you do watching him. Eventually, you can communicate with your dog without talking at all, and you'll be amazed how fast he learns new things when you use a hand signal as well as a word for what he's already doing. Yes, we all know you were the first puppy in the litter to be housebroken. I can't repeat that. I've got hand signals for stop, down, stay, sit, get behind me, heal, watch me or pay attention, treat, and good dog. Oh!
My dog hates that hand signal. It's the one I used to tell him we're watching The Bachelor. Oh, you're a good dog. No, Dr. Debbie's not going to give you a shot. Get more tips at AnimalRadio.com. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Red Barn canned food for cats and dogs is grain and gluten-free. This is Animal Radio, baby. It's Animal Radio. Just got a tweet at Animal Radio for Vlade. Larry wants to know why his dog is always smelling other dogs' butts. He doesn't want he doesn't want his dog smelling other dogs' butts, especially when he's giving him kisses. It is googling. It the is dogs smells another butts. It's like a, for humans, uh, Google uh, some information for themselves. That's what the dogs do. Uh, as we humans extend our hands, dogs extend their noses. And uh, the first who goes in the butt, first nose, that one is the boss. That one is the alpha dog. Oh, so I didn't know in that. The, yeah, in the human, the same thing. Whoever extends the hand, more confident person, that's one of the boss. So if one dog sniffs another dog's butt first, that means that dog is the boss. And if another dog decides that she or he is the boss, that dog will turn around and try to not sniff that dog butt, oh, but snap his nose. Wow. I like how I said. Sometimes That's, I say smart things. You always say smart things. <laughs> Why the butt, though? I mean, humans, we kiss and we, you know, it's all about the face. And it would be really think, weird if we did the butt thing. Yeah, I think Dr. Davey would definitely give us better un- understanding on that. Because now we're going to talk about very specific English terms about those aroma. When the well, dogs the, are perceptive. The aroma, that's the big thing. I mean, we're talking about fecal material, what's what the pet's eaten, where they've been. But there are also those very delightful, potent glands down there, which, you know, we as humans don't really know what those anal glands are all about. But uh, they are a scent gland. And, uh, you know, as my nose would tell you, there's a lot of different smells of anal glands out there. Um, and I don't rec- I don't recognize no individual dogs, but certainly they have different chemical abilities to pick up different aromas wow. and scent textures within whether it be a butt or a foot or anywhere else on the other animal's body so it's just a way of tracking and marking a scent to an individual that was a very good question and just in addition to that to expand it out let's talk dr david a little bit uh from behavioral point of view why it's so important for us spayed and neutering pets um i know from the health perspective we may be a little bit disagree with you especially in the females because if you would try to convince me that spaying females will not bring any problems with urine incontinence in the future i would be a little bit argue with you on that but i would be uh, yeah principled. yeah i'll argue with you on that one buddy <laughs> i know <laughs> i know go for so, but, but let's talk about what we would agree wait, on. Wait a minute. A We're going to have to go back to this urine thing because I've had a lot of people say, I don't want to spay my dog because you're going to, it's not going to be able to hold its urine at night and it's going to become incontinent. Well, you know, there are certainly some concerns with early spay, prepubertal spaying in causing or being linked towards that. But you know what? I found that dogs that when they are properly spayed through the normal channels, they do very wonderfully. And, um, you know, as a practitioner, I've learned some things over the years. So I know some, 
styles and techniques that I've changed through the years. And I think most practitioners have that as well. So I do not ever tell people a way to avoid urine problems is to avoid spaying. Well, no, doesn't spaying also kind of reduce some cancers? In, In females, when we talk about females, if we spay them before they ever go into heat, we can neg- negate breast cancer down to about zero. With each heat cycle up to about two years of age, that rate goes up substantially. So when you talk about, you know, maybe a dog leaking urine at some point in their life down the road versus a fatal malignant cancer, ah, I think most people will see the sense in uh, spaying and, and the great benefits that that has for their dog. One of the one of the beautiful things to listen to Vladi because uh, you cannot convince Vladi and tell him because everyone, <laughs> the beautiful everyone things says, about Vladi. Oh my gosh! Tell you yeah, he can't tell me. Just shut up and just tell what the doctor Davis said is the right because that's what our general line. And you're not going to do it to me because I still have my own strong opinion. That's why when I say people listen, look, I'm not going to touch this subject right now because we're not going to find any common sense. Let's talk about what we find common sense about about cutting those testicles because I believe this is needs to be done as the standard routine procedure <laughs> even before they lifted their legs and it was the funny case yesterday in the pet store huge guy with a big dog pulling all over barking on everyone oh my gosh and uh, I looked from the back I was working with one of my clients which dogs was basically were better trained than most kids in this country so I look at that dog's back and there's a huge testicles. You know how huge hell, like bigger than your fist. Wow. You know? I have big yeah. fist too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It was this bam 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 different directions. And I of course I made the comment <laughs> that hey look, you know, you gotta take care of that. That's the reason why. You know, the guy started to talk to me about many things and after the he and it was the funniest part was funniest part was as he opened his mouth and he said me one simple thing. I don't believe that any surgical procedure can affect behavior. As he opened the mouth and she said the word behavior, it's just like a screen TV. The dog lifted his leg and urinated on him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. It was hilarious. So, yeah, I see it again and again. People, if you have a males, I don't care what the breeders told you. I don't care what they show or not show. Just think, if you're a male and you're not experiencing sex, how you would feel about this, okay? It's going to prevent from health perspective. Here's I would believe it's preventing prostate problems and all the things, but from behavioral point of view, it's 300% necessity to cut those testicles off. Okay, you heard it there from Vlade. 1-866-405-8405. Stacey, what are you working on? Well, I don't know if it was the construction zone cones or the sound of trucks going by, but something got these cows in the mood. Or <laughs> <laughs> were they in the mood? They were so in the mood, they were stuck together and uh, caused a huge traffic jam. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Hey, don't forget, you can get your fix of Animal Radio anytime you want with the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Download it now. It's made possible by Fear Free Pets. Taking the pet out of petrified. Visit them at fearfreehappyhomes.com. Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. 
Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Red Barn canned food for cats and dogs is grain and gluten-free. Hi, this is Dean Koontz on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pet. The following program is a repeat of an earlier broadcast. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. There's a Dutch artist who's honoring his departed feline friend by creating a half-cat, half-machine. According to the Mirror, Bart Jansen turned the taxidermid remains of his pet Orville into a working radio-controlled helicopter. Well, that makes sense. Jansen explains that Orville was named after the iconic aviator Orville Wright, so taking him airborne seemed like a fitting tribute. The so-called Orville copter is currently being displayed at the Kustari Art Festival in Amsterdam. But, listen to this, it's soon going to be getting an upgrade. Jansen says Orville will be flying with the birds once he gets larger propellers and more powerful engines on his birthday. That's something to look forward to when you're a dead cat. (laughs) You finally get your wings. Okay, following an ever-increasing list of salmonella-related recalls, Diamond Pet Food is now facing what may be the first lawsuit filed in connection with the illness. There's a national law firm that specializes in food safety, and they filed the suit last week against Diamond Pet Food Processors and Costco Wholesale Corp. in U.S. District Court in Jersey. According to the firm's website, the suit was filed on behalf of the father of an infant who was sickened by a rare strain of salmonella infantitis and hospitalized for three days. The attorney's linked the case to the recalled pet food because the bacteria cultured in the infant was found to be the same rare subtype discovered in samples of diamond pet food, dog food, and in other people who've been sickened from the outbreak. To see a complete list of specific brands of dry dog food and cat food that have been voluntarily recalled, you can go to the Diamond Pet Foods recall site. Well, when you put your dog in the car, do you put him in a seatbelt? New Jersey is cracking down on pets in transit, and they say they're going to click it or tick it. And now it applies to cats and dogs, too. You know what? This is probably a really good idea. I have a convertible Volkswagen, and I put my dogs in there, and my uh, my um, uh, lab stands like almost on all fours on the side of the car. I know people look at me and go, oh, my God. If, if we get hit, that dog's going over. But he seems to be stuck in there. I don't know. Um, it's not really safe. I agree with them. The SPCA and Motor Vehicle Commission teamed up at a public education event last week in the Garden State to talk about the dangers of transporting animals without proper restraint. New Jersey is the only state where driving with pets loose in the car is a violation of animal cruelty law. Drivers cited for failing to properly secure their pet can face a ticket between $250 and $1,000 and as much as six months in jail. There's only a few other states that actually are cracking down on pets and cars. Arizona, Connecticut, and Maine. They can charge a driver for an unrestrained pet under distracted driving laws. Hawaii specifically prohibits driving with a pet in your lap. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Holy education! Hi, this is Burt Ward, Robin from the TV series Batman. You've got to keep listening to Animal Radio. Wowie zowie. They've got the best information. It's so entertaining. To the Batmobile citizens. Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. Hey, James. Yes? How you doing today? Doing great. How can I help you? Well, we, we, uh, adop- we've adopted a third little puppy dog. Uh, 
from the shelter. He's a rescue. We don't know what his background is. But when we leave, we put him in their crates. We have uh, three other chihuahuas. And when he is always messing in his bed, we'll take him outside. He'll, he'll go potty most of the time. And sometimes we'll stand out there for 15, 20 minutes. He won't go. We'll bring him in. When we leave, we'll come back, and he's uh, wet or messed in his bed. And it's just frustrating. Okay, so what you're telling me, uh, first of all, you have a chihuahua? I, I didn't get it. I, 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 you got me, you have uh, the rest of chihuahuas. But we that are one told also... he is an Italian greyhound. Oh, that one. Well, <laughs> congratulations. First of all, I mean, come on. God, uh, thank you so much for rescuing that uh, pet, I'm, I'm sure. You know, but uh, just, you know, when the god opened the door, he closed the window a little bit. But because Italian Greyhound, one of the dogs which is uh, quite difficult to train or housebreak, um, it's like training him for obedience. It's like more like a training cat to swim. Um, and I, you have a chihuahua, so you, you kind of, um, you know, got the situation where all of them s- similar to the cats, not to the dogs, basically. Uh, it doesn't mean he's bad. I'm just telling you he was bred for the searching uh, purposes, and one of the purpose, uh, it never was intended to be the f- family pet, uh, but he he's good of in other things, which in other dogs cannot do that. So, uh, how to housebreak Italian Greyhound? Okay, number one, personality-wise, they are very insecure. They are very shaky. Everything is spooky. They're going to go outside. Somebody spooked him. He doesn't want to pee and poop. Plus, when it's too cold, he's so shaking. And when it's cold, they cannot pee too because it's just muscles are frozen. So here is what the best thing to housebreak Italian Greyhound. You have to keep him moving, okay? Mm -hmm. When you keep him moving, his bowel will be moving or he just relax that muscle symptoms which is you will you know he will he'll dribble some urine and here's what I would do honestly I, I see you have a problem when you bring him back and he jump back and he's peeing back in your house am I right yeah, I would get for him very little crate, and I'm going to get a plastic one for the cats, basically, something like that. So he could not even, you know, of course, if he's okay in a, in, in, in a comfortable crate, that's fine. But if it's the problem, I'm going to get a really small plastic one. That's what the Italian Greyhound will like in the first place. Yeah, like a like a like a hole for him to hide. And I will definitely, if, I, if you knew, if I knew, listen, dog training... It's so easy because dog's behavior is so predictable. You know, you don't need to be KGB or FBI to figure out. You know, you know he, he did not pee outside. You, you know he's going to come back and pee, okay? So why don't you bring him back and put him in the crate for 40 minutes, okay, and one hour if it takes. And after get him again outside and make sure he pees at that time. And all of a sudden the command, go party, go party, go pee, go pee. Some of my clients says, go get dirty, whatever you say. Make sure you say as the dog preparing to pee, you say very soft as he pees, and graduation always praise him. And, you know, if you're going to supervise him uh, through the day, and if you cannot supervise him, you will put him in this little crate without any mental reservations. And if you're going to clean the area of accidents, which happened in the past, with uh, great products, you can go to the pet store. I like Simple Solution or Petastic. Uh, that's very easy to find. 
And um, if it's not going to be enough, you can visit website by name, um, urine, com. They have amazing spray by name, no pee. Right, we have that. And once it's dried up, after you clean the, with simple solution or pitastic spray that, no pee. And respray it every two, three days. It will keep him away from that area. You cannot send. The dogs can't send, and they don't want to pee in the same area. Right. Uh, don't try to locate that product in the stores. They're not carrying it. Maybe they have the same name, but nothing works better than the product from company, urineplanet.com. And, uh, you know, if you keep him on the schedule as far as feeding, and uh, if you... No, when it food and water comes in, I would not feed him. I would not give him water as exception. I would not leave the water for 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 all day long. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give him water three times per day. Normally one hour after I finish after he finished the food and uh, one time between. So you know what comes in. You know what come when it will come out. And if you do the rest of the thing what I showed to you, or, excuse me, explain to you, you'll be just fine. I think you're driving in the right direction just in the wrong car. Try to adjust these things. Try to make sure keep your eyes on him as the hawk. You cannot keep your eyes on the hawk, put him in the crate. Clean that area. And I have the last, the last tip. Um, all, another thing you can do, you can start to feed him in the area where he likes to pee and poop. Even if it's two, three areas, put two, three uh, footballs in those areas and you know, don't even pick it up. Um, when you finish this food, just keep them spreading those f- footballs around the house. If it's three, four places, that's fine. The dogs like a humans. They don't eat close to the area. They don't pee close to the area where they're eating. So that's another tip you can do. Okay? Okay. Yeah, we're doing majority of that stuff. I think I think you reminding me is like I, I myself went to the eye doctor have a severe dry eyes and I explained him everything what I'm doing and he told me exactly what I'm telling you to you right now yes but you're grasping the things from this from that from this this you don't have a whole system you have to really pay attention to the details which I said said okay. to you okay. you know and the details is matter not just general guidelines but details Right. And that is very important. Be very consistent for at least for one, two weeks. If there is no smell uh, uh, on the floor, he's not going to pee in that area. He cannot pee in that area because you'll be around. You can startle him very quickly. Okay, and if you can set the new habits of peeing and pooping outside, and when you cannot supervise, he's in the crate, and you change his feeding and watering schedule and use the products I said, I guarantee you it's going to work. Thank you for calling us. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hello, I'm David Bellamy of the Bellamy Brothers, and we're on Animal Radio. Love your animals. Happy Holidays from your friends at Fido Friendly Magazine. The fall-winter issue is available now for your dog to sniff out all the great Fido Friendly hotels and great products to set all tails wagging. This is the must-have issue of the year, so subscribe today at FidoFriendly.com with code HONEY and get a 15% discount. Make this a gift for an additional $10 for your Fido-loving friends and have a Fido-fabulous holiday. Hi, this is Justin Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. I'm on Animal Radio. Adopt a pet. 
This is Animal Radio. <laughs> Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. Ed, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, I'm uh, calling from, well, I live in uh, southeast Michigan. I'm in Ohio right now, but the uh, um, purpose of my call is um, I have a little uh, rat terrier. I, I call her a Jack Russell, but I guess it's a rat terrier. And uh, she will not stop licking her paws. Mm. And uh, okay. the dog, she's about six years old, and uh, it's a rescue dog from the Katrina catastrophe. We adopted her. Oh, good for you. And and uh, she's been a you know a good dog otherwise. Uh, uh, but our previous dog, uh, who was uh, exceptionally intelligent, uh, a Sheltie Shepherd mix, uh, also severely licked her paws. And I'm starting to wonder if it's something with our house or our mm-hmm. carpeting or something. It's old carpeting, but. Uh, uh, we've taken her to the bulldogs to the vets, and they've uh, uh, given her the medication, and she's calmed down, you know, with the licking and so forth, and, and calmed down in general. But after the medication wore off, she started licking again. They didn't want to continue the medication for health reasons, I guess, uh, physiological okay. reasons. Uh, we've given her Benadryl, soaked it in uh, her feet in uh, Epsom salts because they're just, you know, almost getting raw. Uh, uh, we sprayed them with the uh, uh, bitter apple, and she seems to like the bitter apple. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yo, bitter apple tastes horrible. I can tell you. I've had it in my mouth. <laughs> I don't recommend it. I'm not even going to ask how that happened. <laughs> she seems to just uh, uh, tolerate it. Uh, her, it's more important for her to lick her paws, I guess, than to uh, be bothered with the uh, bitterness. But uh, uh, I guess we don't have uh, the, the uh, means to have a lot of allergy tests done. And I'm wondering what can we do to get her to stop or slow down. We we put mm-hmm. the lampshade on her head now, and, and we kind of feel sorry for her, you know, having a, and then Jerry, she actually, her all starts shaking. I guess it's either irritated or it's itching so bad that, you know, she just, uh, it just shakes, she just shakes her ball. Oh, to lick baby. It. Okay, yeah. so now medication-wise, you, you said Benadryl. Has there been anything else beyond the Benadryl that they've prescribed? No, the vet has actually given her uh, uh, some and I don't know what they were. My wife does, but uh, okay, <laughs> it really calmed her down to the point where she was just laying around all the time, and uh, that stopped the, the polygon. But uh, the vet did not want to keep her on a steady diet of that because it would affect her liver, something like that. Uh, okay, all right. So it's probably a steroid of some form if they were worried about long-term use and liver concerns. Yeah. So, okay, I guess the basic basic thing when we're talking about licking, chewing to this degree um, that we want to make sure everyone understands is that it, she can't help it. This is just this is a physical reaction, and I'm assuming that this is you know maybe an allergy situation. Um, that's something that we can't expect dogs to stop behaviorally. Just like anyone who's ever had, you know, uh, chicken pox. It's a battle to not scratch yourself. And you really have to have compelling will to stop that. Um, dogs don't have that. Um, the itch field makes them feel a little bit better temporarily. And um, then that cycle just keeps on going. So um, I would definitely say, you know, things like bitter apple. For me, in when we are suspicious of itching and we have medical issues going on, it really has no place for me um, because, one, it can very much burn uh, a braided skin or irritated skin. And 
um, it, it really doesn't help the problem underlying. So for for your situation, you, you did ask, you know, whether or not this is something, you know, in the house. Uh, possibly. But I'll tell you right now, anyone who's experiencing spring weather is probably dealing with allergies in their environment. And I can tell you at my office here, probably 50 percent of the dogs that are coming in for sick visits and cats are actually coming in with itching, scratching, and in many cases, allergy signs. So this is a really big topic this time of year. So we want to kind of get ahead of it and realize, okay, some dogs are going to have seasonal problems and some are going to have year-round things. For those pets that have seasonal problems, then we can up our strategies and what we're doing. Um, if we've got redness, we've got sores, we've got irritation, for me, I like to at least consider the possibility there could be other things going on. Sometimes we get infections with yeast and bacteria on top of um, abraded skin, and that can make things worse. And for those problems, we would want to use medicated shampoos, different types of oral medicines that um, treat those conditions. So sometimes getting a sample from the skin is very helpful, gives the vet direction. And, uh, you know, if you can't do a lot of tests, you know, share that information with them, but let them know you want to try other things. What other suspicion does your vet have? What other things can we try? And that might be going on at this time to, to get a better handle on everything as a whole with that skin. So the yeah. e-collar is great to prevent, you know, destruction and irritation at the area. Um, but, you know, we might be looking at more of like a medicated shampoo or maybe a topical ointment. Um, and, uh, you know, some of the antihistamines, you know, they're low side effects. You got to use them regularly. You got to use them at least two times a day, sometimes three times a day. But that might have, you know, lesser side effects. If Benadryl didn't work for you, there's oodles of other ones out there that we might want to pick out of the uh, prescription bag and see if it works better for your baby. Um, and, you know, definitely I look into that um, possibility of using fatty acids as well, because that can be helpful as a mild anti-inflammatory and just kind of helps with a lot of the skin conditions. Um, but I'd say, you know, finances all aside, there's still a lot you can do as far as with some of the other products, um, you know, beyond Epsom salts. So um, colloidal oatmeal is very soothing to abraded, irritated skin, especially allergic skin. So that's kind of a, a nice type of uh, shampoo spray products that you can use um, for, particularly for those feet, but kind of all over the body. And, uh, you know, really maybe take this to a little bit more um, kind of comprehensive treatment. I think we can do a lot more for your baby there. Appreciate it. Thanks for your call, Ed. We wish you the best of luck with that. Hey, this is Paula Poundstone. Wait, I forget where I am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I love that. Oh, hey, this is Paula Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets or we're going to be eaten alive. Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. Ford has announced in a tease video that the new Ford Bronco will debut next spring. The video features the Bronco's history, which began in the 1960s and continued until the 1990s, when the nameplate was discontinued. The production SUV will go on sale sometime next year, with a turbocharged 2.3-litre four-cylinder engine as the base engine, and a V6 and hybrid powertrain should be offered as well. To find your new Ford, read our reviews at OurAutoExpert.com. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service. For professional parts people you can trust, stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts. Better prices every day. Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks, 
And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Oh, sure, we may be the host with the most, but the real talent here we all know is Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joy Turner, all here, toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. If you have a dog problem, let me tell you, Vlade can solve these. Unfortunately, it's usually the last person that people go to because she always solves them. Obviously, you know, it's like, where are my keys? It's the last place that you look, obviously. but It's unbelievable. It's a real unbelievable. I think for the same reason people uh, wait so long before go to the doctor and to the doctor Debbie as well. I think we as a culture needs to learn that uh, mother of prevention rather act uh, proactively rather than reactively i know it sometimes sounds silly and sometimes too entertaining over this microphone however um, for everyone who is listening to me right now i am passing the step doors of the people house for 30 years now in five countries around the world i have a university degree in the dog behavior and uh, spent many years in university near moscow and uh, trained dogs for so many services, including Soviet intelligence service, KGB, and the uh, Russian army, and so many things. But I haven't seen so many behavior problems in dogs once I came to this great country of the United States. And here is why. I think people mis- misunderstood uh, what the democracy is in relationship to the pets. Pets don't vote. They don't preach democracy. And the pets confusing human kindness for weakness. Mm. Uh, people wait too much to realize the problem. For instance, I'm like when I'm seeing the new puppies or new dogs, I'm doing a lot of uh, evaluations. I can momentarily predict the way the dog looks, the dog, the way walk, the dog, he looks in your eyes. If they will have a problem, I can perform behavioral X-ray in a matter of minutes to see if the dog has an active or passive defense reflex, according to Pavlov, and see what's going to happen in the future. And unfortunately, people just ignore it because they hope, well, people in Russia will say, hope die last. You can hope whatever you want, but if you're not going to take the actions today, you will pay the price tomorrow. Mm, okay. And you know what? The thing I got to say, though, is that a lot of people think I've had dogs before. I don't need to go to training. I don't need to take this dog to the trainer. I know how to do it. And I think that's the big thing, Vlad, is that I see this all the time. You know, every puppy that comes in, I recommend they go to dog training. And some people just say, eh, I, I know how to do it and I'm going to do it myself. Did you see, Dr. Debbie, how the dogs playing in the dog park and how so many people just look at that and just say, oh, that's what the dogs do. Dogs about, I see it. I, I just sometimes just walk away from the dog park. It's, I'm not telling dog parks are bad, but I'm just seeing people really misreading the canine behavior. They think that's okay when the dog bark nonstop. It's okay when the dog jumping and well, almost like a biting each other. They don't see that just one second they're staying from the disaster right now. The same things in the households. People Someone knocking on the door, they go, People say, well, that's what the dog should do. What if the bad bike uh, guy comes in? Here, people here in California, you know, for every dog, we have a five lawyers. Dog who bark will eventually bite. Come on. You know, don't get So you're saying my dog boss isn't perfect? Your dog is not perfect because you allow him too much things. But I know you can turn, you, you can easily easily identify the problem before you have a big problem and you can break some rules because you know the rules dr debbie that's why i'm training you every day when we sing and sometimes having personal lunch and having some vodka and things like this 
<laughs> yeah. All right. Save me but here, Hal. <laughs> exactly. But, but your dog is still pulling you on the leash, and this is the very bad, because if the dog pulls you on the leash, he thinks he's in charge, he's in the lead. I've seen many problems when the dogs lead the humans, uh, vice versa. You lead, dogs follow us. That's the All right. Well, let's go to practice then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to go to the phones, one 405 You can also Facebook us on Animal Radio or tweet us at Animal Radio. And uh, by the way, I think we have a Facebook question up coming up for Vlade in just a couple of seconds here. If you have any questions that you want to uh, get us via email or, or Facebook, now's the time to do that. Uh, Stacy, what are you working on? You know, you can ask any woman what it's like to give birth, and they'll tell you it's just not the easiest thing to come out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how small they are or how big they are. They still cause a little bit of pain when they come out. A hen had the same problem, though. Uh, she gave birth to a double egg. Huh. Twice the size of a normal egg. That's wow. like delivering a 14-pound baby in a Oof. human. I'll tell you about it. Coming up on Animal Radio News. It's news you can use. Oh, I like that slogan. <laughs> Sometimes you say smart things. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Joey Villani, the dog father. You know, I like what you said. Dogs are the most intelligent animals, and they are. But there's one thing that they can't do is, is they can't cut their nails. <laughs> Let, let's, and the reason, I got a whole reason why I'm leading up to this, because last week in the grooming salon, um, we had a woman bring it, brought her dog in, and um, the dog's nails were completely curled under, and they were growing into the pads. Ooh. And you know, it, it, it's it, it's funny because other than that, I mean, the dog was was well kept. You could tell it was loved. Um, I think a lot of people just don't realize they need to look at the dog's nails. And if it's if it's a lap dog, which this dog was, you could tell that this dog was either carried or put in a in in in, in a pet stroller most of the time. Didn't do all that much walking, and especially the people who live um, in this where their dogs don't walk that much. What happens is the nails will grow under. Now, what ends up happening is it could grow into the pads of their feet. And when that happens, you can end up with an infection. But worse than that, it almost just about cripples your dog. It's one of the worst possible things you can do. So what you need to do is you need to check your dog's nails regularly. When I say regularly, I'm talking about even once a week. Okay. Inspect them. Make sure that there's none broken. Make sure they're not curling under. When they get to a certain point, most groomers only charge anywhere from 5 to $10 to do this. Hmm. Bring them into your groom. If you can't afford a professional grooming, make sure that's done because it'll make a dog that can't walk. And as soon as you cut them, and with this particular dog, she even said, she goes, I think my dog is getting a little bit old old um because it doesn't walk as much as it used to and i immediately had an idea that that the, that the, the, the nails were long and I, as soon as i looked at them i showed her i explained everything we cut the dog's nails and this was a nine-year-old uh, maltese after we finished cutting the nails we put the dog on the floor the dog was running around the dog was jumping the dog was was happy immediately. Um, it's one of those grooming. This is probably the most important grooming tip that I can give you because this is something that honestly will 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 take a dog that's lame and make that dog almost as if they're five years younger because of the pain that they're in walking on their nails. When you hear your dog running through your house, and if you got you know tile floor, hardwood floor, anything besides carpet, and you hear that. No, tap, 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 tap. You know that the dog is walking, is, 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 um, is actually, um, walking on their nails.
The other thing you could do is is walk your dog regularly. Now, if you do live in the city, let your dog walk a little bit because the pavement, the asphalt, whatever, that hard surface, that's going to grind it down. That's a natural nail file. So that's going to file it down automatically to, to, to exactly where they want to be. I do not recommend cutting your own dog's nails at home unless you have an idea of how to do it because there is a, a vein called a quick in there that if you hit it, and it's a wives' tale. How a dog's not going to bleed to death. I don't. I, I don't oh. care. You know, um, any tale that you tell me, they're not going to bleed to death, but it's going to make a mess, and it's also going to hurt your pet. So go to a professional. If um, if it's too expensive for you, bring them to me because I'll cut them for nothing for you. I promise you that. <laughs> um, because I, it's something. It's something I really hate to see. And when you're a pet lover, you know what? Let's just get the pet out of pain, make them comfortable, and move forward with it. And that's it. It's an easy tip. Check them once a week or listen. And there you okay. go. And if you hear it, take care of it. The dog father has a heart, and he's going to be cutting cutting nails all week long, I imagine. Now. I will. I'll cut them for free for you. You bring them to me, I'll cut them for free if you can't afford it. Let's have a nail trimming party. Oh, jeez. There you go. <laughs> the dog father, ladies and gentlemen, check him out on Dogs 101 as well. I'm running and rerun, by the way. I saw that this morning. Do you see me this morning with the Karen Terrier? Yeah. I, I did, yeah, I, I seen that myself. But you know what? The thing is, is you look nothing on TV like you look now. You've lost so much weight. You're looking so svelte right now. Well, thank you. I am 67 pounds down. Oh. So we gotta, we got we to gotta refilm these, i got to tell them. I don't think they'll listen to me. <laughs> Dump me in somehow. There he is, the new thinner and svelte Joey Volani on Animal Radio. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, it's Alan Cable. I just want to thank you for your calls and your emails to Animal Radio. You know, there's nothing I enjoy more than teaching folks how to understand their dogs. Here's one we didn't get to during the show yet. It was from a gentleman who lives by the airport. His dog's very afraid of the sound of the airplanes. He wanted to know what he can do about that. Picture this in your mind. A 120-pound lab shepherd mix who's not afraid of anybody. He's a pretty strong-willed dog. But a thunderstorm rolls through or somebody sets off some fireworks and he wants to hide under the table. Scared as a mouse. The good news is with time and patience, you can desensitize your dog, and it all starts with you. Being a calm and confident pack leader. Two nights ago, we had a major thunderstorm barrel through here at about 1 o'clock in the morning. I can always tell if it's happening. Even if I can't hear it, I hear the click-clack of paws coming down the hallway. (laughs) He's not supposed to come down there. The first thing is, even though he's breaking the rules, you can't get mad at him because he's scared. You don't want to punish him for being afraid. He can't help it. So I took my dog outside on a leash and I just stood there all mellow calm and relaxed pretty much not paying any attention to him until he laid down then I pet him after about 30 minutes of that I brought him inside I still knew he wouldn't stay in the kitchen where he's supposed to so I stood there side by side with him too and after about 20 minutes he laid down I told him what a good dog he was pet him and then I always say good dogs always get a treat yeah I say it like that so I mixed an egg in with his dog food the storm was still going on but he kind of got distracted by the dog food and he got rewarded for staying calm during it plus my calm energy told him there was nothing to really worry about after he was done eating I told him he was a good dog stay and went back to bed if he hadn't have stayed I'd have come out and done it again you know it takes patience and this is only the second time I've worked with him through a thunderstorm. But he stayed put, thunder, lightning, and all. Remember, dogs feed off your energy. If you're a nervous wreck, your dog's going to think there's something to be nervous about. And if you're calm, that energy rubs off too. So remember, be calm, be patient, and be persistent, and you can teach your dog there's nothing to be afraid of.
Yeah, puppy pads are convenient, but sometimes they're really gross. That's why the Animal Radio Studio stunt dog Ladybug uses the Brilliant Pad self-cleaning puppy pad. We love how it handles number one and number two. It seals away the waste and replaces dirty pads for us. Brilliant Pad keeps our home clean and smelling fresh. All we do is replace the roll once every few weeks, and the process is fast and clean. In fact, Ladybug gives it five paws up. Learn more about it at BrilliantPad.com. Hey folks, this is Jackson Galaxy. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please do everyone a favor, spay or neuter your animals today. It's Animal Radio. Just got a tweet at Animal Radio for Vlade. Larry wants to know why his dog is always smelling other dogs' butts. He doesn't want he doesn't want his dog smelling other dogs' butts, especially when he's giving him kisses. It is googling. The it is? dogs smells another butts. It's like a, for humans, uh, Google uh, some information for themselves. That's what the dogs do. Uh, as we humans extend our hands, dogs extend their noses. And uh, the first who goes in the butt, first nose, that one is the boss. That one is the alpha dog. Oh, so I didn't know in that. The, yeah, in the human, the same thing. Whoever extends the hand, more confident person, that's one of the boss. So if one dog sniffs another dog's butt first, that means that dog is the boss. And if another dog decides that she or he is the boss, that dog will turn around and try to not sniff that dog bo- butt, oh, but snap his nose. Wow. I like how I said. Sometimes yes. I say smart things. You always say smart things. <laughs> Why the butt, though? I mean, humans, we kiss and we, you know, it's all about the face. And it would be really think, weird if we did the butt thing. Yeah, I think Dr. Davey would definitely give us better un- understanding on that. Because now we're going to talk about very specific English terms about those aroma. When the well, dogs the, are perceptive. The aroma, that's a big thing. I mean, we're talking about fecal material, what's what the pet's eaten, where they've been, but there are also those very delightful, potent glands down there, which, you know, we as humans don't really know what those anal glands are all about, but uh, they are a scent gland. And, uh, you know, as my nose will tell you, there's a lot of different smells of anal glands out there. Um, and I don't, rec- I don't recognize no individual dogs, but certainly they have different chemical abilities to pick up different aromas wow. and scent textures within whether it be a butt or a foot or anywhere else on the other animal's body so it's just a way of tracking and marking a scent to an individual that was a very good question and just in addition to that to expand it out let's talk dr david a little bit uh from behavioral point of view why it's so important for us spayed and neutering pets um i know from the health perspective we may be a little bit disagree with you especially in the females because if you try to convince me that spaying females will not bring any problems with your incontinence in the future i would be a little bit argue with you on that but i would be uh, yeah yeah support. i'll argue with you on that one buddy i know <laughs> i know go for so, but, but let's talk about what we would agree wait, on. Wait a minute. Better. We're going to have to go back to this urine thing because I've had a lot of people say, I don't want to spay my dog because you're going to, it's not going to be able to hold its urine at night and it's going to become incontinent. Well, you know, there are certainly some concerns with early spay, prepubertal spaying in causing or being linked towards that. 
But you know what? I found that dogs that when they are properly spayed through the normal channels, they do very wonderfully. And, um, you know, as a practitioner, I've learned some things over the years. So I know some styles and techniques that I've changed through the years. And I think most practitioners have that as well. So I do not ever tell people a way to avoid urine problems is to avoid spaying. Well, no, doesn't spaying also kind of reduce some cancers? Oh, yeah. In, in females, when we talk about females, if we spay them before they ever go into heat, we can neg- negate breast cancer down to about zero. With each heat cycle up to about two years of age, that rate goes up substantially. So when you talk about, you know, maybe a dog leaking urine at some point in their life down the road versus a fatal malignant cancer, ah, I think most people will see the sense in uh, spaying and, and the great benefits that that has for their dog. One of the one of the beautiful things to listen to Vladi because uh, you cannot convince Vladi and tell him because everyone, <laughs> the beautiful everyone things says, about Vladi. How oh can my I gosh. Tell? No, you should, yeah, he can tell me. Just shut up and just tell me what the doctor Davis said is the right because that's what our general line. And you're not going to do it to me because I still have my own strong opinion. That's why when I say people listen, look, I'm not going to touch this subject right now because we're not going to find any common sense. Let's talk about what we find common sense about about cutting those testicles because I believe this is needs to be done as the standard routine procedure <laughs> even before they lifted their legs. And it was the funny case yesterday in the pet store. Huge guy with a big dog pulling all over, barking on everyone. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I looked from the back. I was working with one of my clients. which dogs was basically were better trained than most kids in this country. So I look at that dog's back, and there's a huge testicles. You know how huge hell, like bigger than your fist. Wow. You know, I have big yeah. fist too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was just bam, 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 different directions. And I, of course, I made the comment. <laughs> that, hey, look, you know, you got to take care of that. That's the reason why. You know, the guy started to talk to me about many things, and after the he, and it was the funniest part was funniest part was as he opened his mouth and he said to me one simple thing. I don't believe that any surgical procedure can affect behavior. As he opened the mouth and to set the word behavior, it's just like a screen TV. The dog lifted his leg and urinated on him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. It was hilarious. So, yeah, I see it again and again people if you have a males i don't care what the breeders told you i don't care what they show or not show just think if you're a male and you're not experienced sex how you would feel about this okay it's going to prevent from health perspective here's i would believe it's prevent the prostate problems and all the things but from behavioral point of view it's 300 percent necessity to cut those testicles off okay you heard it there from vlade 1-866-405-8405 stacy what are you working on well i don't know if it was the construction zone cones or the sound of trucks going by but something got these cows in the mood (laughs) (laughs) or were they in the mood they were so in the mood they were stuck together and uh caused a huge traffic jam i'll tell you about it coming up on animal radio news wow i can't wait for that Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. Hi, this is Eric Dane on Animal Radio, reminding you to spay and neuter your pets. Hey, don't forget, you can get your fix of Animal Radio anytime you want with the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Download it now. It's made possible by Fear Free Pets. 
taking the pet out of petrified. Visit them at fearfreehappyhomes.com. If you're without dental insurance, do you have a plan to care for your teeth without spending a fortune? Introducing DentalPlans.com. You can save 10 to 60% off your next dental visit. All for as little as $7 a month with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And for a limited time, get one month free. 800-672-9202. 800-672-9202. That's 800-672-9202. Fees billed annually plus a $20 processing fee. Savings plans are not insurance. Savings will vary by provider plans and zip code. Consult with plan detail page for additional plan terms. Not all plans and offers available in all markets. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, surprise, surprise. Imagine walking out to a chicken coop and you discover one of the chickens has laid an egg twice the normal size. That's what happened to Cookie Smith in Abilene, Texas. I just died laughing as soon as I saw it. First I looked and I thought, what is that? And then I picked it up and... Uh, <laughs> Died laughing. Yeah, well, she's still alive and still around, I guess. After showing the egg to the local paper, Smith says things got even crazier. That's because she cracked that super egg open and discovered a yolk along with another whole regular sized egg inside of it. It's like a magic show. Smith ended up tossing both the eggs away, but not before she took plenty of pictures. The phenomenon is called a double egg. It doesn't happen very often. The hen that produced that super egg, it's okay, but she spent several days resting after laying the big one. Well, a pair of bovines uh, caused a few problems for Pennsylvania police last week. They got busy in the middle of the road. (laughs) Isn't there some song, let's just do it in the road? I can't think who sang that song. According to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, officials said the bull and cow's relations happened in a Rayburn construction zone on a Friday and created a big mess. Must have been a fantasy for those cows. Members of the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau were called in to help the animals cool down and get out of the way. Trooper John Crona says that he had to deal with cows being hit by cars before, but this uh, encounter was a first in his career. Australian motorists were getting over the shock of seeing hundreds of sheep that actually fell into a roadway from an overpass. One person was hospitalized after this accident. It was on a highway right near Melbourne. A witness says a truck on the overpass that was carrying 400 animals flipped onto its side before the sheep began falling onto cars below. Fewer than 10 of those sheep are expected to survive, unfortunately. A black bear caused some problems in the wild after interrupting a graduation ceremony at an elementary school in Bakersfield, California. Kern County animal control officers were able to subdue the 200-pound bear. They had to use a taser gun after it wandered into Ramona Garza Elementary School. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. California Fish and Game released the bear yesterday afternoon in an undisclosed location. Officials say it's pretty rare to see a bear in a busy city like Bakersfield, but if you do... Of course, you want to stay calm and slowly walk away and put your food down. That's probably number one. Don't don't run with your food. Leave the food, the sandwich, peanut butter and jelly right there. Let the bear take it. You're out of there. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. The following program is a repeat of an earlier broadcast. That's to get in touch with any one of our dream team. Next week on the season of stars, Emmy Lou Harris joins us. And then uh, after that, Nancy Cartwright, Bart Simpson. But this week, all the ladies are a Twitter. (laughs) 
Josh DeHamel is joining us. Hi, Josh. Welcome to the show. Well, hello. How are you? Oh, I'm doing splendid. Thank you. That's good. The uh, the ladies have been talking about this interview for the last week or so because they're all hot excited on. about the petsmartcharities.org. Exactly. See, how did you know? I, yeah, well, I don't know, Josh. You probably don't remember, but uh, I did see you in Las Vegas, and I don't think you recognized me. It was at Fergie's concert, and, you know, you didn't wave, so. I didn't wave? You know. No, Aww. you didn't. Well, you know, I might have I might have had a couple of beers. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Well, so now, what are you doing with PetSmart? I, you know, they've had this PetSmart Charities, and I must say that when we started 12 years, almost 12 years yes. ago, PetSmart Charities stepped up and gave us our first grant to get started. So they're good Oh, people. wow. That's yeah. great. Yes. What are you doing with them? Well, uh, I guess the, the, the way I got uh, involved with PetSmart Charities is, uh, after my little meatloaf, my little uh, dachshund mix died April first. Um, I had uh, they had I'd, I'd made mention of it in Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. That you know this little guy was adopted and and whatnot, and and they got into contact with me and asked if I would help uh, promote what what they're doing and and. And it's kind of incredible the stuff that they've done. I mean, they just got they just adopted out their five millionth pet, wow. which is Whoa. pretty incredible. Um, you know, they're involved in all kinds of great uh, animal charities and things like that. And you know, it, it it just felt like something that I wanted to do. I mean, this little guy that we had was a special little dog, and he was a guy that we found uh, from a dachshund rescue. And you know, I hadn't heard much about uh, pet adoption until. You know, we we bought our first dog, not knowing anything about mm. rescuing, and then this woman, Lori Zerwick, who I worked with on Vegas, she was a line producer. <laughs> she scolded me about, "What are you doing? You rescue? You got to rescue? Do you know how many dogs are out there that need a home?" And I didn't realize that. And soon afterwards, we were looking for a dog for Zoe to have a companion, to have a friend, uh-huh. and uh, we found him, and he came over and played with her a little bit to see if they worked together and the lady kept talking about how great of an athlete he was and almost on cue he got stuck between the coffee table and little stairs that lead, that lead up to the thing so we knew he wasn't very athletic uh and he didn't have the best breath but he was so cute and he turned out to be such an incredible little friend for the last six or seven years and and you know so anytime anybody's you know thinking about getting a, a a dog or a cat i just tell them you got to you got to think about adopting not only because it's the right thing to do but because they're actually incredible pets they're so appreciative you know they've 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 they know what the alternative is they know what those shelters are like and they're so appreciative and loving and, and so you know it's 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 something that i think that that people should really consider. Well, a lot of people think that they're going to get a healthier pet from the breeders or the puppy mills. And the fact of the matter is to the contrary. Doc, you know that. Yeah. 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 And definitely the fact that you can get a lot of pure breeds through uh, rescue organizations. It's really, I think it's very surprising for a lot of folks. Yeah. I think it's like 20 to 30 percent of the animals out there are purebred, you know, and those are from the puppy mills and places, you know, the people thought that they wanted a dog and then couldn't handle it. And just sort of gave it up to the shelter. So, you know, there's a lot of purebred animals out there, and they're they're they are healthy, and they're and a lot of those misconceptions are just not are just that misconceptions. So, so I want to stick um, up for the mutts. The mutts are the best. Yeah, that's what that's what Milo was. He looked yeah. kind of like a dachshund, but he kind of had a 
a lab face, I guess. He was he was just such a little cutie, man. People just adored him. How did you come up with the name Meatloaf? Well, his name was Dylan when we first got him. Okay. Uh, which was actually a good name. We That actually fit him. But I was talking to my wife, and I was like, God, he looks like a meatloaf. Because he was like this fat little round thing, his brown colored. And, and she's like, oh, my God, that's his name. And plus, I love Meatloaf, the singer. Oh, and okay. so that name just kind of stuck. And then uh, so that, that was that. I just want to say the wife he's referring to Fergie, is of Fergie course. from yeah. the Black Eyed Peas. Yes. yes. I guess because you're so busy, you don't have any pets now. Or do you have pets now? No, we still have Zoe. Okay. Who's uh, who's also a great little dog. She's a, we were really worried that she was going to miss Meatloaf dearly, and we we're going to have to like send her to doggy therapy or something. But she actually is uh, doing better than ever. We're not sure if she ever even missed him. Oh. <laughs> I kid, I kid, of course. But she does. Uh, she does. Uh, in the first couple of weeks, you could tell that she smelled him everywhere she went. She could. She remembered. She didn't really know what what to think of it, but you know. She's uh, she's gotten over it, and she's a great little good dog too. And Josh, when you were young, did you have pets when you were a kid? No, <clears throat> we never had any uh, pets growing up. It wasn't until my early thirties that I got Zoe. Wow. Uh, I mean, I was always very into animals and nature and stuff like that. You know, catching frogs and turtles and things like that <laughs> back home. Um, so I always had an affinity for them. I just never, I just never had. Mom was just would never let us get one. I don't think she had the time to take care of it or something. I'm not sure. Me too. My mother didn't let me have pets until I got older, and I ended up being a vet. Look at that. Oh wow! <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. I have a little cousin who's I swear to you is going to be a vet. She has her guinea pigs, and she all she wants to do is pet the dogs and play with horses and stuff like that. So, is that so, the way you were? Did you want to be around yeah, animals yeah. all the time? I always did, and I was out there uh, feeding squirrels and you know catching bugs and having a good time yeah. just like you. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty much me. I was like Huck Finn growing up. Well, Doctor Debbie likes weird things about animals. I mean, she loves the smells of. Uh, well, admit it. <laughs> it's part of the fun. I call. I, I consider it a perk uh, of my job. Is to, you know get to squeeze gross things and you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, I don't want to scare you away here. It takes all kinds to make the world go around. It does really. <laughs> thank God. Thank God you wanted to do it because I don't think I could. Well, Pet Smart Charity is doing great work. Their five millionth adopted pet has happened. It's always good to. Adopt your pet and check out PetSmart if you want to adopt a pet. Yeah, and go to PetSmartCharities.org and, uh, and uh, you know, either donate by texting uh, PETS uh, 80888 or, uh, you know, adopt if you can. Or if you have adopted, please share your story so that we can get the word out. And there's a video contest going on, I see, for a chance to win a donation to their local animal welfare organization. All the details over at the website at PetSmartCharities.org slash donate. Josh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, guys. Take thank care. You. Thanks. Bye-bye. Demal? Demal? Do Hamill. I sound like an idiot, don't I? Uh, what's new, right? I'm sure he's called that all the time. Uh, you don't want to know how I said his name originally the first time I saw it. I said Dushmiel. Dushmiel. The interview was so boring, so give me a chance to eat, you know. I say, listen, see, I'm eating Give him right a chance now. to eat? Yeah. yeah, I'm eating him. You know, I don't have time in everyone. 
Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. Dodge is celebrating the 50th anniversary of the iconic Challenger at the 2019 Automobility LA Motoring Invitational at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Dodge will showcase 50 new and heritage Challengers from the 1970s to the 2020 model year, including celebrity cars, customer cars, and fan favorites. The show is Wednesday, November the 20th from 7 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. inside the Technology Pavilion. To find your new Challenger, see our reviews at ourautoexpert.com. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service. For professional parts people you can trust, stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. This is Animal Radio, baby. Yeah, but they sleep with you in your bed. Your dogs? No. My dogs sleep downstairs. They're not permitted upstairs. Who's in your bed? Your husband? Just my husband, yeah. We set that rule from the get-go. Yeah, there is no doggy in my bed. I'm a is very it your, is, I'm just, I'm just wanna just clarify between us. If your husband is in your bed or you are in his bed? No, he's in my bed. I am a strong doggy mama. My husband says I am the disciplinarian in the household, and wow. uh, yeah. Well, the women are always the disciplinarian. I mean. <laughs> Even if yeah, they stuck. You know what's happening? They they get, they're getting those pets for their kids, and after that, they stuck themselves. You know, <laughs> and the husband's never home, so it's never a problem for them. So when the and they don't even don't even see the problem, and when the problem arises, they tell their wives, "Okay, take care of that." So I see those cases all the time because ninety percent of the cases I'm dealing with, my clients are ladies. Who are supposed to take care of their kids or the house of the plumber of this and this and this. you just you know <laughs> wait, the wait, same wait. Time. No, we're, we're not in nineteen sixty here. There are men that take care of the house, take care of the kids, and are very good at those roles. So you know, let's not go back to that to that nineteen sixty role where women are the uh, only ones who take care of you kids. You know what, my dear? I'm talking about the area where I'm working. Do you know what the Newport Beach ladies? Do you know what the new? You, I, I have to tell you, you got me. They have this attitude when when the husband. And wife shopping in the mall. Do you know what that lady says? If she likes something, honey, do I like it? <laughs> so, so she's <laughs> instead of instead of saying uh, I would like to buy it, <laughs> honey, do I like it? You know. So I'm 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 running the show among the rich people. Okay. When you get home yourself, though, you're no longer the alpha. Antonina, See? your wife, uh-huh. makes you... Thanks for pointing that yes. out. <laughs> oh, and, you know, it, it's easy to get the home where, the, you know, in Orange County, in the California, as we know, oh my gosh, the house prices are such a huge... See, I'm from Michigan, as you know. <laughs> it's the accent, yes. I gave it <laughs> for away. For this money in Michigan, whatever I can get here in California, like, see, like a mod, modest home, back in Michigan, I could get the castle. But it's Michigan. It is. We just got a Facebook uh, question for you, Vlad. You want to answer it? Sure. This young lady, Julie, she lives in Santa Cruz and walks the Santa Cruz boardwalk all the time. And she uh, she has her dog on leash, and she occasionally runs into other dogs also with their owners. And the other dogs want to be friendly and come up to her dog, but her dog just yips and snaps at the other dogs. What's going on there, and how can she fix that problem? And her own dog? As a little uh, min pin. Yeah, and she, her dog snaps, and her own dog or in somebody else. Dog? Her dog, when the other dogs come up to her dog to oh, sniff, she, her, her dog snips and yaps hell, at that. Hell, do you know that phrase? Yeah. When you have a diarrhea, don't go to the 
eye doctor. Go to the doctor who's supposed to help you out, you know. But I don't want to use sounds. I don't want you you think I'm trying to send the patient who have a diary to the eye doctor, but I would like to ask Dr. Baby what she thinks about this first. I think you're passing the buck here, buddy. I mean, to me, this sounds like this is a doggy that is alerting its mama that there's trouble nearby. And uh, so I'm not really I picking up any kind of medical problem here. Yeah, but you're supposed to have some behavioral training. You remember we spoke about with you a lot, and I train you a lot. So you should have said, you know what you should okay. have said right so, now? Yes. Have said, so, okay, you, have you said. want me to take the call? All right, yes. So what I would do is I would practice working on distraction and leash behavior before you get into that boardwalk, because I think that boardwalk is a little overstimulating. So you got to practice those leash commands before you get there. Make sure that you've mastered those, and then work up with a little bit more and more distraction before you get around other dogs. And you got to work on focus, eye contact with the pet. Make sure they look at you, not at what's coming around the way, and reward them and praise them for when they are recognizing you. And now I'm going to translate it in the simple terms, in the simple English. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the doctor Davy really meant that the dog was that little dog was telling um, to in other dogs this mommy is my bitch mm. and I have to she's in my possession oh. right now okay but uh, here is another in our analogy, so doctor Davy and everyone who is listening to me would understand do you know people why Iranian is aggressive to Americans. Because Russian and Chinese dogs staying behind Iranians. So if those two dogs would not be around, Iranian dog would not be aggressive to American master. The same thing is here. The dog is organizing coalition with mom, basically telling him, mom, join to me. We got to kick that dog ass. And don't worry, I still going to run the show you, but you will be close to the alpha. That's what all this is about. Without understanding this, without understanding what is the problem is, we cannot deliver solution. Again, this is the big problem, doctor, when we see the doctors and I have my own experience and I ask why I have this. We don't know the answer, but here is what your uh, eye drops. Here is what the, this. Let's manage the symptoms. I know what you have a problem. You have to work, my dear Facebook uh, user, on your leadership skills. You need to firmly establish so you are in charge. In order to do that, no bad sleeping. No free feeding. A lot of dogs who are acting like this, they are sleep in the bed. They are free feeders, which is the food all the time on the floor instead of just feeding for the schedule, even if it's little dogs. And not too much obedience in the background. Look, they, they have all that living room practice, but when it comes in the real life, you know, they just think, okay, and this is another, the, the people just don't follow through. That will be cornerstone of foundation. And after that, everything with the Dr. Baby said would be work too. Uh, she described brilliantly how to do desensitization and contra conditioning and floating. That you oh, thank know you. Can you say brilliant things. one more time? I, it just makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> good girl. Let me thank hug you. you and kiss you. Mm. Okay, watch okay, it. Okay, <laughs> that could lead to a sexual harassment charge. Uh, oh, my gosh. It's America. <laughs> it is let's, America. Let's move, move on. Have a great week. Okay. Bye. 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 This is Animal Radio Network. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.